Glory. Glory. Amen and amen. Hey, I'm Ailish, and this is Jezebel and Friends, where my friend Helen and I are going to share some of our stories from Catholic school. Hey, I'm Helen, and to give you some context, we attended a K-8 through grade Catholic school and then an all-girls Catholic high school. This episode will be about our junior high dances. And we're going to use code names because we're good people. Our episodes always have a trigger warning because we just never know what topics are going to come up. Obviously, anytime we're talking about Catholic school or the Catholic Church, themes that can come up are obviously sexual abuse, homophobia, racism, even suicide. Glory! Okay, I guess let's just, like, catch up a little. Other than what you and I just talked about in your personal life, is there anything else new? So, other than my relationship imploding... I have actually just been really trying to, like, practice good self-care for myself, which I just had been slacking on for a really long time because I just got totally burnt out with, like, burnt out with therapy, burnt out with support groups. Sometimes, like, I will cope by, like, going on walks, making crafts, doing things like that, and I just completely had given up on all of that I was in a state of like too much anxiety and too much stress to even get there but just because like my relationship did implode now is like a critical time that I need to make an effort so I have been like getting out in nature more I did have to bring my dog my family dog who I have um an abusive relationship with (laughs) As in he abuses you. He's been really bad lately. Like a couple nights ago at dinner, he jumped up and grabbed a sandwich off the table. It's just crazy because isn't he considered like a senior dog now? Like he's not like four years old. No, we got him when I was 16 and I'm 27. (laughs) So we've had him for 11 years. That's insane. That he's still, like, that wired. He acts... People think he's a puppy when I'm out with him in public. But I also... I decided to seek out a, a different type of support group than I've previously gone to. Because I just... I cannot do AA. Like, the Christian nonsense that is in AA is so offensive and triggering and stupid to me. Wait, I didn't know that you went to, like, an actual AA. I mean, I've gone to AA meetings here and there. The main meetings I was going to were, like, considered, like, a comprehensive alcohol meeting. But that platform, it was called Lion Rock. They they still offered AA, which would do the Christian stuff. And I would just try to go to, oh, you're frozen too. Wait, but can you hear me? oh shit but basically i just got really burnt out of the alcohol meetings because it's like i've not had alcohol for like over 600 days i think it's like 620 or something alcohol does have like a disturbing like chokehold on me because i think about it all the time there are periods of time where I almost drink like every single day 
The way I resist it is just by thinking about how awful my history has been. The thing that I want, like, doesn't exist. Like, if I start drinking, I'm gonna drink until I feel terrible. The physical pain, the shame, the dangerous situations, all that stuff. I'm still really sick of meetings that are discussing alcohol. I just don't want to talk about it anymore. For now, at least. I kind of got to a place where I was just feeling really helpless about, like, my trauma and how it's affecting me every day. And so I did seek out, like, support groups for sexual abuse, specifically, not alcohol. And I actually did go to my first one. It was over Zoom on Friday night. It was basically just not for men, but anyone else could come. Um, And it was really great, actually. Like, it was a whole nother ball game than the alcohol meetings. And I think it was really what I needed. And, like, I was even able to share things that I've done that, like, have worked for me and, like, kind of give people advice. And it was, like, really empowering, actually. I've been, like, tired constantly, but it's fine. <laughs> I I feel like I'm really busy, and I feel like I am being pulled in a lot of directions in, like, mostly a good way. Um, I don't know. I feel like the last year has been really crazy for me, just generally speaking, but the pandemic and everything, I felt like I lost a lot of time to, like, collaborate and learn things from other people, so that's just what I've been trying to do the past year, year and a half, is almost play catch-up, which I do feel like I've done, but it's kind of running me into the ground, so. Something I've been thinking a lot about lately, and I should probably stop saying this because it's, like, going to my head, but the weekend is 48 hours, That's, like, so sad. So, (laughs) and then I think about it within the context of, like, trying to get things done. So, like, I do all of my laundry and grocery shopping and, like, tidying up on the weekends, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it takes, like, several hours and then half the day is gone. This is so depressing. I'm sorry. Um, But I just, I think about my weekends a lot in terms of like having alone time and getting everything done and there's I just never feel like there's enough time and you know how we were talking about how important alone time is for us to like even just do like self-care and like take care of ourselves if I'm doing everything I have to do and doing self-care I feel like I don't have that much time to do like social things which is totally okay because I'm so burnt out I don't really want to see people but I feel like there are a lot of people who do prioritize, like, the social aspect of life. And that shit just stresses me out. Glory! Well, do you remember our very first dance? Yes, and I remember who I danced with. Like, who the first person I danced with. Oh, I remember too, actually, because they used to do this snowball method where they would put everybody's name in like a hat and the DJ would pull out two names 
and I, I guess there would have been one bull for a girl, one bull for a guy. Very heteronormative. Yeah. But they would pair you with someone to do your first dance with. And there was so much anxiety leading up to who we were going to get paired with. So much. It was so bad. Because there were several people in our grade who had such terrible hygiene that if we had to dance with them, it would be scary. And for some of us, we did have to dance with those people and we just had to, like, grin and bear it. (laughs) Remember how we, the dance was with another grade. My first dance was with and I had, I had such a big crush on him that I was like, this is awesome, but I'm also terrified. I was really relieved with the person I got paired to dance with just because I was like, okay, this person is nice, funny, not creepy. Um, He is a raging Trump supporter now, but I didn't know that (laughs) back then. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... The thing that was so weird about it is those were all people that we interacted with on a daily basis, totally friendly. But as soon as we're put in a situation where, like, we're dancing with them in, like, what you would consider a more romantic environment, it was so awkward. Like, you couldn't even look at the person. Oh, my God. I know. Um... (laughs) I mean, I feel like you sometimes, like definitely did a good job of like taking away the awkwardness of it because you would just like mess with the person and like make a complete joke out of it so it was funny but I feel like I had such a hard time with that like I when I was dancing with I couldn't even look at him I was like looking in the opposite direction (laughs) oh my god I can just picture that and like the way we would dance was so funny because we would have our our hands on the guy's shoulders and he'd have our ha- his hands on our waist, which honestly just kind of creeps me out, to be honest. And we'd just be, like, waddling back and forth. And then it's, like, the thing that was so strange about it, too, is it's, like, wasn't it, like, timed? Like, as soon as, like, the song was up or they would be, like, switch partners or something? Like, I, I can't even remember, but, like, I didn't really ever dance with someone yeah I rarely did and they didn't even continue doing that snowball thing so the idea was that they would pair you with your first person to dance with and then when they said snowball you were supposed to find another person to dance with I can't remember which dance it was but I did have my first hug at one of them from wait did you say you remembered who yeah yeah well so I had this like fake boyfriend from like we started liking each other in fourth grade me and (laughs) (laughs) yeah we started liking each other in fourth grade and it was so funny because we were like complete opposites like I was super like obnoxious and loud and he was super he was silent actually (laughs) He was essentially Yeah, you guys wouldn't talk at all. We would not talk during the school day. We would, like, I would, like, smile at him and, like, essentially, like, throw myself at him. (laughs) (laughs) I totally remember this. And then we would go home and we'd get on AIM or Club Penguin and meet up and just sent each other, like, hearts and stuff. (laughs) 
Oh my god, that is so fucking funny to think about, like, what our idea of, like, flirtation was. And, like, relationships. I was so, like, into the idea of having a boyfriend that (laughs) I would just do things that were so funny. Like, after school, I would rush home and I would call his home phone from our, like, school directory his mom, who worked at our school and was super intimidating, would sometimes answer and I would have to talk to her. I would be mortified. <laughs> and then I would get through to him and tell him to, like, go on Club Penguin and, like, meet me in one of the places on Club Penguin. And then we would hang up the phone and just, like, send each other emojis and, like, dance together. Because, like, you could make your penguin, like, <laughs> dance and stuff. That's so funny. When it's like you were already on the phone, you could have just kept talking. But you're like, no, get go into the chat room and sign in as your penguin. <laughs> and I remember one time my mom like overheard me talking to him on the phone. And she like laughed so hard at like how I was talking. And like, <laughs> I guess I would like go into a really high pitched voice and be like, hi. <laughs> so anyways... He was silent and he was super shy and we basically just had a crush. We were like each other's designated crush crush for years and he would never approach me first, never talk to me. I always had to be the one to approach him. And so at the dance, right before I left, I like gave him a hug and it was such a big deal to me. Like, I did not stop talking about that hug for, like, six months. Was it the type of thing where you guys hugged and everybody was like, oh, my God, like, it was a scandal? Or was it just, like, a big deal for you guys? Only a couple people saw it because it happened in the hallway. Okay. But, like, I would constantly bring it up to, like, those people. This was around the time where I had just had my period for, like, less than a year and I was really horny. (laughs) Do you remember, I think this was eighth grade, we had a dance with, like, other schools. Oh my god, yeah. We had a Catholic school mixer. God, I don't remember the chronology of this, but do you remember, so the relationship that you and had, do you remember when I had that exact same situation with Oh my god, yes. (laughs) And we would never talk except for on AIM. And text. And then, do you remember he had, like, something at his house? He had, like, a bunch of people over and we went. And him and I were technically, like, together. And then I'm pretty sure... (laughs) Did you actually have a thing where you, like, broke up? We might have still been together, like, at the mixer. And I think I danced with him and I was like, oh my god. And then we broke up. There were lots of scandalous things that would happen at the Catholic school dances. So actually at the Catholic school mixer where like several Catholic schools from the area had a dance, since there was more kids, more opportunities for ratchet behavior, I remember my mom was actually a chaperone at one. A a mixer? Yeah, at the Catholic school mixer, my mom was there. (laughs) (laughs) that's not surprising no (laughs) your mom is so much a part of like all of our stories that sometimes I do genuinely forget she's like not our age (laughs) 
yeah, no, I never forget that she's not our age. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. But I remember people were, like, grinding, and she could not believe the sight of it. (laughs) Do you remember who was grinding? Probably me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. The fact that that was, like a way to dance with people is just disgusting to me. <laughs> it's literally animalistic. <laughs> <laughs> it's feral. It is so feral. And it is the most, like, it really is, like, animalistic. Like, we're at that age where our hormones are kicking in for the first time. And just think, like, a bunch of sweaty because catholic schools don't have air conditioning and these would always be at the spring at the end of the school year sweaty kids in a catholic school basement who are so sexually repressed in purity culture and shame and indoctrination that they just lose their minds and start humping the shit out (laughs) of each other it's also those dances were like the only times we were able to like actually decide what we were gonna wear because we were in uniforms all day and like abiding by a dress code and obviously we weren't dressing like scandalous at these dances but like we got so excited to like pick out a dress and like get ready and be like this is this is the night of all nights and all for it to just be like nothing happened like we would like go back to someone's house and have a sleepover and be like oh my god like I have a crush on this person and you didn't even talk to them so yeah obviously the stereotypical thing was totally said all the time the like save room for Jesus and there would be like priests like patrolling the mixers and like pulling kids apart (laughs) Do you remember the balloon rule? Yes. Like, that's how much space you would have to leave in between you and the person. Yeah, and, like, every now and then, an adult would get, like, a power trip and just start walking through the dance floor, like, putting the balloon between people and essentially having to pull two sweaty, like, 12-year-olds off of each other. I cannot imagine (laughs) anything worse than being an adult in that situation. I would just be like, I am turning a blind eye. I, like, don't care if anyone kisses. Like, this is... And do you remember the when we would have them at our gym, the St. Balthazar gym, when, like, the before the bathrooms got redone, they were so outdated and, like, weird and scary and had almost, like, that vanity area when you first walk in before you get to the toilets. Like, with... And people would, like be touching up their makeup in there. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're 13. Um, I remember the girls' bathroom being, like, the scariest place because I was terrified of the girls in the grade above us. Yes. And should we get into, like, the really bad incident? What was that? Do you remember when girls in the grade above us came to the the seventh and eighth grade Halloween dance wasted and they were drunk. No. Shut the fuck up. I don't remember that at all. 
Ailish, that did not this was, happen. This was the scandal of the century. I thought this was the whole reason we decided to make this episode. No, when you were talking about scandal, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. I thought you meant by scandal, I thought you meant just like a scandal for the time. Like, oh, it's a scandal that you and Drew hugged. Oh, it's a scandal that like we were dancing with guys in our grade and they had their hands on our hips like i did not know they showed up drunk yes drank their parents alcohol before coming to the dance and were wasted and were in the that part of the bathroom the like dressing room area like being so ratchet because was hammered and was like her eyes were like rolling back. She was super drunk and she was like, you need to get it together. <laughs> and then the craziest part was they stayed in the bathroom the whole time. So every time I would go to the bathroom, there would be like another drama unfolding and they are crying, screaming, yelling at each other. And this was a huge deal. The teachers never knew that it happened at the dance that night they made it out without getting caught but then because so many people saw it and were talking about it parents found out and parents told the school and they ended up getting suspended oh my god that's so stupid Ailish, I mean, how do you not remember this maybe i blocked it out maybe i didn't even like go into the bathroom for that one but i feel like there was no way that like if you didn't go into the bathroom, that I didn't tell you. Because I was telling everyone. I I feel like maybe it was the type of thing where I thought it was, like, a rumor. Like, it wasn't true. I just, like, I don't doubt it. Especially from those two. Like, I feel like they were always getting into some shit. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> you know what still doesn't really make sense to me? And you might not agree with this, but why... Why wouldn't we have had the dances at, like... I think my brother had the, has them there now, actually. Like, that makes so much more sense to me. Like, the bathrooms are bigger. There's more space. It seems like it's more conducive to, like, a banquet hall event type of situation rather than the gym. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. I feel like... On Halloween, there would be, like, the younger kids' Halloween party would be in the hall, and then the dance would be in the gym. Were those on the same night? Usually, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The Halloween party was, like, actually pretty fun for younger kids. I had so much fun the years that I went. I remember, like, the the decorations being really good. They were playing music the whole time. And we were all just, like, running around having so much fun, like, drenched in sweat. And there was a dad who was, like, an actual DJ who would do it, and he would, like, go ham. Do you remember that guy? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. He was so he was so good. Wow, I did not know that that scandal happened. I remember being in the bathroom with, like, and those two, I was terrified of those two. I was, I was terrified of, I was low-key terrified of because she could, like, be nice, but I, like, never knew what her deal was. Um, I was a little scared of 
Yeah, same. All of those people were intimidating. And you know what's so crazy, actually, is the people that you're naming right now have been in touch with me in, like, the past year or so, being, like, I relate so much to, like, the stuff you talk about. And, like, that makes a lot of sense because, like, their behavior was kind of erratic and, like... I mean, people like that who resurface always shock me because it's, like... Maybe I was just such an anxious anxious child that I thought they were being way more malicious than they actually were and we were all just like in fight or flight mode but like after we all grew up a little and like left St. Balthazar not that I was ever running into those people at all but I felt like the relationship had changed a little bit I don't know it's weird being in that Catholic school environment and like comparing it to being outside of it and realizing the relationship is better because you're not in it anymore yeah it's like for all the people who were like considered troubled back then like including myself it really just is so clear to me now that it's like it didn't have to be that way if we had been, like, accepted and nurtured and, like, not shamed and, like, not indoctrinated with all this terrible stuff and just treated more kindly. Like, we probably wouldn't have been acting out in those types of ways. I know. Like, just being given a space and environment to, like, navigate the different chapters of life that you naturally go through growing up, I just... I don't think a Catholic school is open to and accepting enough for like the different things people go through as they're growing up, which is why we're all just so fucked up. Like, like we're just made to think that the things that we're feeling like aren't right or they're wrong or they're unnatural. And like as a kid whose brain is like still in a really critical developmental stage, like that's just not going to do you any favors. So actually, COVID has changed a lot of the stuff at St. Balthazar. So even though my brother's in eighth grade, he has not had the same, like, dances that we had. Like, they actually rarely have dances. They don't do the same format anymore, like the Christmas dance, the Valentine's dance, Halloween dance, the end of the year dance. They all have, like, one a year. They don't have any snacks or anything. They just get bottles of water. (laughs) (laughs) they're like you're gonna need it (laughs) and I bet you it's more like a dance like where it's like fun where everybody is dancing but not necessarily like romantically dancing with each other it's like a sock hop yeah they wouldn't even be able to do the whole snowball thing because in my brother's class his whole grade there's only 28 kids and there's like five girls there's like no girls in his class That actually makes me really happy to know that people with, like, girl children aren't sending them to St. Balthazar. Yeah, agreed. We can talk about, like, the first year at which you weren't at homecoming the first year. I was, and I literally went for, like, an hour. My mom forced me to go. Did you go to homecoming the following year? No, I never went to any of the dances at our all-girls school 
remember I literally just found out that you went to that like the first time we recorded for this podcast and it shook me to my core because I did not know you were there it was so bad and my mom was like you're gonna regret it if you don't go I was like I'm gonna regret it if I do go like what are you talking about do you and your mom still talk about this no (laughs) but like it's like if it were to come up I think we would both think it was funny did you go to a lot of the dances at Fenwick yeah I went to all of the dances at Fenwick it was like because Fenwick has such an insane like drinking and party culture the dances were like walking you had to go through like airport security to come inside the dances they would breathalyze they would breathalyze people yes you would get breathalyzed what the fuck and like there would be police there so like nobody would drink before the dance they would just drink after no because if you drank before the dance like chances are you'd be getting in big trouble but it did happen still yeah but like me and my friends we would never drink before the dances like that was way too risky should we talk about the parties we had at my house (gasps) (laughs) yes oh my god yeah this is i feel like this is what we were meant to talk about I don't even know where to start. Just set the scene. I think I know where to start, actually, because I feel like a lot of this happened at the same time as, like, me hanging out with your Fenwick group, like, your girl group more, and it was because I went to that Macklemore concert with you because Sonia couldn't go. Yes. That was the beginning of senior year of high school, and, like, I just so happened to be able to go, so I went, and then I met, like, Caitlin, Alaria, like, it was just, like, a fun weekend, and we had, like, a lot of fun, and then I was like, wait, I really like your friends, like, I want to hang out with you guys, so I started hanging out with you guys a little bit more, and then my parents were going up to Michigan after Thanksgiving, and we had hosted thanksgiving so like the house was fully set up with like tables and stuff and i didn't want to go up to michigan so they were like you can stay home alone if you want and then i was like so i guess that means i should like have a party (laughs) and i like invited like i was i still just didn't understand how to be like in the social scene in high school because i didn't really like go to parties I definitely didn't go to parties when I transferred sophomore year, but junior year, I didn't go to anything. And then senior year, I was like, oh, I'll invite, like, our ASP group, and then I'll invite, like, some of my friends from, like, either cross-country or, like, just school. And then just more and more people found out about it, and there was, like, a hundred people at my house, at least. That was so, like, reckless and irresponsible of us. We took no precautions for anything that could go wrong like i can't believe that the police didn't come because we were like the house was like vibrating because there were so many high schoolers just raging inside and i blacked out within like the first hour and a half of that party happening so like me too like for all i know like the house could have gotten fucking destroyed yeah 
which is insane. And, like, I woke up and, like, the house was a fucking mess, but, like, it was nothing I wasn't able to, like, handle. Like, I cleaned it up and nobody, like, I mopped the floors because there was, like, beer and liquor all over the floor, so they were, like, sticky. I cleaned the house top to bottom and the only tip-off was somebody had, like, put a garbage bag full of empty beer cans underneath a table on my back porch and my dad was looking for something that he normally stood on like uh stored underneath that table and then he was like what were you doing this weekend because it was like it was a garbage bag full of beer cans and he was like I thought you just had like a sleepover with your friends I was like we did we just like drank a lot and he was like don't do that ever again. I was like, if you only knew what I was actually doing. <laughs> oh, my God. Ailish, that was the night where I threw up in almost every <laughs> single room of your house. <laughs> That's so funny. And, like, both of the Bens were taking care of us. And I, someone told me that, like, I don't remember this, but I guess we had ordered so much pizza and like someone was trying to make me eat because I was so drunk and I, they gave me the pizza and I just threw it down the stairs. Yeah. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Um, there were, I remember people showing up that I'm like, I don't even know these people. Like I know who they are, but I don't know them. The next morning I woke up and I was like, I have no idea where my phone is. And I remember I was like, I was, like, this is such a random person to be friends with, but I was, like, good friends with and I messaged him on Facebook because I remember I had been around him for part of that night, so I messaged him, and I was, like, this is so random, but do you know where my phone is? He was, like, check the backyard. You were out there for a while. (laughs) So I, I go into my backyard, and I have no way to, like, call my cell phone, so I'm looking around. It's near the edge of the fence and I guess I had gone out there (laughs) to pee oh my god and I just left my phone out there and it was freezing it was like November or December oh my god which another thing about that night is like it was so out of control and everybody had gotten so fucked up that I'm surprised nobody like fell asleep outside like seriously (laughs) yeah Like, and my cats were just, like, running around the house. Like, they could have, like, gotten out. That's so messed up. I was so drunk that night that, like, I could have gone to the hospital. (laughs) I could have also. I don't know how I woke up, like, not completely incapacitated. And I was so spooked by how many garbage bags full of beer cans, handles, bottles were left over that I was, like... I can't put these in my garbage can. Like, my parents will see these and, like, the garbage doesn't get picked up until Wednesday. So I drove to the church down the street from my house and filled the dumpsters with, like, all of my beer cans. That's smart. I always used to do that in high school. I remember there were people there who were literally speaking Russian. No, there weren't. I swear to God, that's one of the few memories I have. I looked over and I overheard people speaking Russian and me and Sarah looked at each other and were like, okay then. Were they our age? Yeah, yeah, they were our (laughs) age. They weren't like 50-year-old Russian men. Um, that's crazy. 
I mean, it could have been like Polish or something, but regardless, we don't have any friends who typically speak those languages, so. Yeah, that's so random. And then, but that wasn't my only party. It wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) We decided to do it all again. (laughs) We were like, round two, let's go. Um... (sighs) There was another one in the summer, and I think I, like, made out with e- or something. Oh, my God. I was doing that a lot. Like, anytime him and I were at a party together, we would make out. I don't even remember that. Yeah. It was so fucking random. That is really random. I had parties, too, but my parents were like trying to be strict about like drinking and stuff like it didn't really end up working out because I was a raging alcoholic and would do anything to get my hands on alcohol so they couldn't control me once I turned 18 they were just like done like trying to to like limit me in any capacity so I started having parties (laughs) Well, my parents weren't home, but I was 18. Before that, I would always be welcome to, like, have people over while my parents were home. But, like, they would try to be pretty strict about drinking. So we rarely did. If anything, we snuck it. Or just, like, only girls, like, drinking at, at a sleepover after my parents went to bed such a weird time like senior year going into the summer after senior year it was just like something shifted the rules were a little bit different for all of us I remember you got like grounded towards the end of senior year and then like you would like ride your bike around (laughs) you you like rode your you weren't supposed to hang out with people and you rode your bike to my house and then we went on a bike ride and went to Grandma Sally's for breakfast, and then your mom was like, what were you doing? And you were, like, hanging out with Ailish, and she was like, you're not supposed to be doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I would always get, like, sort of grounded for, like, just continuously coming home, completely blacked out, like, throwing up all over my house, essentially traumatizing everybody. And... (laughs) It was just a really bizarre, like, dynamic between me and my family. I mean, looking back, I see it, like, completely differently. Like, those were obviously signs of alcoholism. Like, the amount that I was blacking out was so terrible. And I did, I never, like, enjoyed it. Like, I would be so upset that I had blacked out. But alcoholism just runs so rampant in my family that I'm convinced that because there were so many family members that drank the same way that I did or even maybe worse like my parents didn't think I had a problem because it was just like culturally accepted and so they would ground me, I think, because they felt like they were supposed to as parents because I was breaking the law. But, like, I mean, what they really should have done was, like, notice that these are signs of, like, a really serious problem. And, um, and so, like, 
I have been the one to like educate them that this is a problem. And so it's kind of like a weird dynamic, but ever since I did stop drinking, like it has changed a lot of stuff in my immediate family. Like it has changed the way people talk about alcohol, how people use alcohol. I have really taught them a lot. I know that like you've had your own issues too with like you feel like people listen to you but they don't always understand but like you feel like your immediate immediate family have like really tried to understand like where you're coming from and how it directly applies to them as well. Yeah I think so it often feels like two steps forward and one step back. I mean there are people in my immediate family who have stopped drinking, who I never thought would stop drinking. Like, it's mainly, like, because of me. And, like, I have to remind myself of that because, like, obviously I'm very frustrated with, like, the fact that, you know, my I still have siblings that go to Catholic school and, like, I feel like my my parents are essentially paying for, like, the same trauma to happen to someone else but then they're like also paying for like the band-aid solutions by like financially supporting me and all the therapy and stuff that I need and it just feels very like circular and frustrating but I really have to like remind myself of like the small changes that I've seen and like drinking has changed a lot in my immediate family. I think that's incredible and it's probably like I know you said two steps forward, one step back, but it probably is nice to know that, like, there are things happening in solidarity with you, and that's also them recognizing, like, this is a small change I can make that can make, like, a huge difference for, like, me, but, like, the immediate people around me. I have to remember, like, I cannot change people just by, like, demanding that they change and like do what I want them to do like I have to be a role model and just hope that like it rubs off on them and in some ways it has so I just have to like hold on to that to like just give me hope to to keep working at these things thanks for listening to our seventh episode of Jezebel and Friends you can find us on Instagram at Jezebel and Friends